keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> total. Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome everybody to Total Effin' Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain event. Joining me as always, Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scotty Chaplin. Yo, 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 yo. Andy Cups, Robert Karpolis. I like that you did that intro while trying to hold in that belch. That was impressive. I'm really trying. These non-alcoholic beers are killing me. And it was exactly like that. Yeah. Wedding vows too. <laughs> just, just try to get, just get through the vows without leaking. That's the that's the Saint Germain family crest. Let's get to the ten count. Number one, SummerSlam review. Uh, before we get into the matches, uh, overall, what did you guys think? Letter grade. I liked it. I'm giving it a B. Yeah, man. I ha. Ah. There was a lot of it I did not enjoy, but there was a good chunk of it uh, that I thought was some of the most fun I've had watching wrestling this year. Um, Robert, what do you think about the fact that I think most people would say that the highlight, uh, maybe aside from Roman, uh, would be Dominic versus uh, Seth Rollins? What do you, how do you think your boy did? Look, I've said all along, Dominic is a talented wrestler. He's a great <laughs> character. He enhances the product. And I'm just happy. You can go back and check the, check the archives, check the records. Every week we've talked about Dominic. I have been the lone voice in support of this kid. So I want, every, I want all the credit for it. I am a Dominic fan since day one-ish. All he needed was an outfit, man. All, a lot of these guys, all they need is a cool outfit. Yeah, the outfit usually- would be fine. The match was good. Do you think it was better than the Pat McAfee match? No. Yeah, I, I think they were different, but we'll. I guess we yeah, we'll 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 get to it in in time. Uh, okay. I suppose. All right. Well, let's start off uh, with the ultimate nothing pre-show match for the United States Championship: Apollo Cruz versus MVP. Uh, Apollo Cruz gets the win, and that's how they start the show. Do you guys have anything to say about this? No. All right. We weird that they spent so <laughs> they spent so much time on Raw for the last several weeks building this up to kind of shuttle it to the pre-show felt felt very weird and this felt like a very it was a fine match it was just kind of a nothing uh, a nothing match. Robert, didn't not only did it. they not only did they spend so much time on it, it's it's the only thing I remember happening on Raw in the last few months besides Randy Orton stuff. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not wrong. Two and a half hours of Raw have just been the Hurt uh, business against catering. And uh, this, <laughs> yeah. was the, this was the payoff on the pre-show. Yeah, I, uh, I, have abs- I have no feelings about this, bad, bad or good. 
Uh, we opened with the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Asuka. I thought this was a, you know, it was a, it was a good match. It was a fine match. I don't remember a lot of it, uh, but perfectly fine match. And, and an impressive match for Asuka to do first before putting on a clinic later in the night. What did you guys think? I, I also think that assisted with the match. Like, even once it started, I was kind of excited about this match and the, the match later on. And so, like, it, I guess I was invested in it. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot what invested in, in, uh, in that product means. But, yeah, I was invested in the match, and I wanted to uh, know the outcome. I mean, I knew what the outcome was going to be. Uh, but that's okay, too. I always forget that. I, I, I typically disagree with people who are like, no, you know, it, sometimes when, like, if people see it coming, that's a good thing, and it's supposed to be that way. I, I disagreed a lot, but, I mean, you can't argue it in a case like this. I think it comes down to when there's logical booking, it's okay that what you think was going to happen, happened. It's when it feels like you're, you're just going through the motions that it becomes much more difficult. This was, we talked about it on the preview show last week, this was exactly what we thought was going to happen. They were doing Bailey Oscar first because Bailey needed to retain so that Sasha can lose it later and, and plant those seeds of splitting them apart, which I still think is a terrible idea because I think there's a lot of mileage with them as a, as a duo, oh, Bailey really and Sasha. They've been booking them so well as, uh, as a cohesive unit. They have, but it's. I feel like that's kind of where they're trying to go with this. Um, Oscar Bailey was. It was fine. We saw it on Raw. I think two weeks in a row, and this was. Uh, it was solid. But to Dan's point, I couldn't. I couldn't name three things that happened in this match. No, something on the outside. I remember going ooh. <laughs> that but was then, that was it. But extra ooh later on that bump that Oscar took. But we'll get to that. Or I guess. Sasha took it. Things that make you go ooh. For the Raw Tag Team Championship, the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. I, I didn't love this match. With, with the amount of talent that, that is involved in, in some sort of setting, all four guys, I think, can have a great match. But I don't know. Maybe it's just this – it's just like the death by a thousand cuts thing. Like, if – you keep putting it on raw every week. I'm just not going to be excited about it. It was very short. It was weird that Andrade loses and then wasn't on raw. So I don't know if he, you know, something happened. He's on vacation. He failed another test. Who knows what, but it, it felt very strange. This was like seven, eight minutes long. And when you consider this is coming off of a poisoning, you would have thought there would have been a little bit more fire. Well, then what Vince you got, he doesn't want to go past three hours and, like COVID times. So but th th that, that, that was actually my problem. It's like a, a poisoning storyline is a blood feud. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a blood feud. And I felt like not only did I not care about this match, it didn't feel like they cared about it, uh, which I haven't seen from them often. I mean, usually they're super enthusiastic about it and it just felt like they were going through the motions kind of, it didn't feel different. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the uh, the whole thing was uh, was just kind of there for the most part. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, it, it would be nice if they just, just like, if they just pushed, like pulled back on the street profits just a little bit, just like a little bit, made them like a little less 
I don't know. What, they're what? Like, they're too like it's like too much like Diesel and '96 or whatever or '95 where it's like like generic baby facey. Sometimes I feel like that with the street graphics, but they're all really talented. So let me ask you this, Dan. What do you think about them? The cups dropping from the ceiling. The cups dropping from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. No, I, I thought uh, I thought about that actually when it happened, um, and I thought it was a nice touch. I thought like it. When they thought of it, they probably thought it looked a lot better than it did because it just looked like someone dropped a bunch of cups, <laughs> which is what happened. But, like, you know, visually you're like, they'll come down from the thing. And it's like, no, it's cups. They just kind of make a, a weird noise. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and think it's because my nickname is so over that that's why WWE wants to capitalize on, on the Andy Cups mania. I heard it was a shot at you. That's, it's very possible, but it's weird that they dropped it on like an empty arena of of video screens. That's that's if the crazy a, thing wrestling podcasters do, right? When they're like, "Well, they obviously booked that because of what we said on the podcast." I would love that. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, Vince um, is in the back listening to this yeah. right now on his record player. <laughs> but, po- but poisoning storylines like Game of Thrones and like Russian spy novels. That's it. I don't. I don't want them. I don't know. It just seems like too hokey for wrestling, which is weird. Cause Do you guys remember any poisoning angles in wrestling? What? Do you remember any poisoning angles in wrestling? I mean, there's had to have been. I mean, I remember, you know, I remember all the, the um, like, Jake the Snake venom poisoning. But as far as... There was actually, Papa Shango making people so. vomiting up stuff. Uh, there's always wacky nonsense. Uh, but this thing still seemed to be going on on Raw. Like, everything else got dropped after SummerSlam, but on Raw, they're still like, oh, Zelina, we saw a video. You may have poisoned her. And then they like, ah, ha, ha, no, I'm going to rip my pants. He's going to rip his pants off, and then we're going to Yeah, this is going to last to the new year, I think. And I, I think this is specifically a situation where I don't think they care. And that's why they're going with this and sticking with this is because it seems interesting enough when it's actually not. And so they'll just like give it to you every week until they decide to drop it. it it's, it's like, uh, who knows? I mean, the draft's coming up, so maybe, maybe they'll like just switch brands and do the same thing over there. Uh, the no DQ match uh, and a loser leaves WWE match, Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, look, I consider in the week that they both had, it was an amazing uh, amount of work. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine going through it. And I thought they were both really good in their roles. Like, the match was a little, you know, the times it felt a little herky-jerky. But, I, I, you know, I think that the character work they've both done during this feud, I mean, they're both green in the ring, you know. That's, yeah. like, they're they're they're... they're they're better on promos than they are in the ring. And, and I think they could, you know, I think Sony in particular could be really great in the ring. I just think it takes, you know, it takes a little time and, and you're not helped by having Asuka, Bailey and Sasha on a card. Uh, but, you know, I, I, all things considered, especially with like the horrible shit that Sony had to deal with the past week, it was, it, it was, it was a good match. I think this would have been a great opportunity to have retribution come out. You think so? Really? No, not at all. I think it would have been oh. terrible. But I would laugh. They weren't on the show at all, were they? I don't remember them being on no, the show. No, they just had a pat. They like aired a pat. That's fucking nuts. Is that weird? That's weird. It's SummerSlam. They su- They've been around for how long now? How that they closed Raw, yeah. 
So I guess there were uh, things changed. Um, the retribution was supposed to be a part of SummerSlam. Uh, that was what was being reported. I, I, I People I've spoken to said, yeah, that was still kind of where they were going with this. There was a debate back and forth on the finish of the Orton match that that was where Retribution was supposed to appear. My guess is that was kind of where they were going. And then they found out that Roman was 100% happening and they just threw everything out the window. They're like, fuck it, we have to close with Roman Reigns and we can't have Retribution anywhere else. Um, for, for this match... Uh, Someone needs to teach Mandy how to set up a table. That was the most awkward moment. That was the best match of the night. Mandy it's, against opening that table. I, I don't want to sound like a jerk. This happens way too often for me to not acknowledge it as 100% fact. There are some people who are too small to be picking up anything while they're wrestling, let alone another fucking person. And like a lot of times in women's matches, when they're allowed to use weapons, uh, they can't pick shit up. It happens all the time, and this is what that was. I don't think it was a setting up issue as much as it was a, oh, I'm not strong at all. They should have figured that out in advance and and avoid doing that. Yeah, I I agree. I don't know. I mean, it's it sucks. They you know they had to drop what was the more interesting stipulation, which was the head shaving, because I guess Sonia's lawyer pointed out that it might not be a great look for her to show up in court with her head shaved, and that was why they they switched things up. I'm sure she'll be back after some time. Um, the strangest thing was Mandy can't do the worm. They, you know, they did the thing after the match. Like, Otis does a better worm than Mandy, which buries her even further. First, they put her in a ridiculous outfit. And then they're like, oh, by the way, not only can she not lift the table, she can't fucking dance. I feel like <laughs> you have to have a certain type of body to worm, though. Like, I feel like just how Otis, if he falls down face first, his body just like naturally. Yeah, you, you have to you have to be able to curve your body into a U. And Otis, when he falls, there's like a natural U happening. Yeah. So in the bedroom, he's the more adventurous of the two in terms of flexibility. Great. I Thanks. It. I yes. guarantee it. And boy, would I love to see that. Yeah. He he's thinks he's pretty. By Dominic Mysterio. Which I heard his name was going to be Prince Mysterio, so it's a little... No, don't say that. Is that going like to happen? That. Why? You don't like Prince Mysterio? No, his name's Dominic. All right. Well, uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Seth went over. Thought it was really cool. Uh, props to Seth's fucking Halloween Havoc outfit. Hell yes. Seth is, right. Seth is such a good heel when you just take away the cult leader thing. Like, just as a natural heel in the ring, he's great. Well, I think specifically in this situation where it is like, it, it's a kid. He's, he's dealing right. with a kid. And, uh, yeah, this, this match was so, so well done, I thought. Uh, no, it was even the right length. I had no issue with this, really. I, I mean, you know, there's the obvious issue of, like, Ray talking to his wife, like, all the way up at the friggin' entrance ramp, like, telling her to go in the back while you know, Dominic's getting his ass kicked, but it's like, but that's wrestling. That's how it is. Okay. Yeah. There's always going to be that awkward, the awkward acting of it. He did a good job. No, Dominic played it well. I think that the moment where Seth went to go advance on, on uh, his mom and that was what fired Dominic up where he got like the weapon. He's like, no, now it's on. Like he, he played that well. Uh, Ray being handcuffed. Like there was a lot of nice little dramatic beats to it. What was disappointing to me was, 
when we talked about it before, I thought for sure at Payback we were going to get that tag match. Instead, you got it on Raw the next night. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen it sit for a little bit and then save that for the pay-per-view. I guess so we can get it at Payback too. I'm not. I'm not sure how that works. I shouldn't even be mentioning this because this is just me doing fan fiction. But you know, he had that little. uh, He had the. I mean, it's like a mask. Stupid hoodie. Yeah, the hoodie, but like it, it looked like a mask or something. Like, I thought at some point it would be like he, you know, he's down in the dirt and he's like trying to rile himself up, and then he like flips the hoodie and zips it, you know, and then he has a mask, and and then he goes all he gets better at wrestling, you know. That's what I was picturing. He luchas up. Yeah, lucha up. How cool is it? it's morphin time? I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think like like the one thing that you can't you can't shit on WWE for is that like they are really good at booking spectacle matches still like whatever for whatever reason this type of thing where it's like it seems like the odds are stacked against them they just end up executing really well especially when it comes to like family every time it's personal I think it's because Vince is like oh no I I've done you know I've I've yeah. treated family like shit. I know how to make a kid cry. You know, like he understands the storyline of like the heartache of having a family. I think that the biggest advantage that they had, as dumb as it sounds, is by not having an audience. Because you kept the, the shitty wrestling fan crowd from booing Dominic and just crapping all over this week after week. So because there was silence and it was just paid wrestlers in attendance cheering for it, Dominic was allowed to tell the story week after week and get to this point and earn it. And sometimes what winds up ruining these stories is the the crowd thinks that they're being more entertaining than the show itself. And they'd be cheering Seth and booing Dominic and all of that. You didn't get that. So you're almost going back to a much more old school presentation. Right. Where was SummerSlam supposed to be this year? Do we remember? Boston. Yeah, they would have fucking booed Dominic. <laughs> they would have been cheered for Seth. They, this they fucking kid. They would have booked Seth thinking he was Latino. Like, <laughs> uh, WWE Raw Women's Championship, Sasha Banks versus Asuka. For me, this was match of the night. Uh, I, I almost, I thought Asuka got like 10 concussions on that one spot to the outside. That was, woof. Usually it's Sasha who has that bump of the match where you're like, did she just get whiplash? Uh, but Asuka was like the MVP of the night. I loved it. What did you guys think? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I really did love this match. There was something like logistically that I kind of had an issue with where I feel like she wasn't screwed enough. Like where it's like, oh, this... I don't know, maybe they're just not dead set on pulling that trigger, like they don't have to, but I just feel like, I don't know. It, 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 was, it, it was too obvious that Bailey was not helping her, where I think she could have done a better job of at least coming off like she was helping her, and then in those moments where she, you know, there was the moments where she wasn't, but to not help her the entire time, it's like, well, okay, now we're feuding. Yeah, 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 it was a little bit too, it was a little broad. Yeah. Uh, WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus... Oh, I'm sorry, Robert, what do you think? Oh, no, it's all right. I I had nothing earth-shattering to say about this match. (laughs) Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, what do you think, Robert? Uh, This was my match of the night. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought these guys told a really nice story throughout. It was was definitely intense. I I like the surprise of the finish, because, again, I think that they, they changed it. Just doing the backslide, 
I thought was a nice way to get out of this because Orton needed to keep his momentum. They couldn't beat Drew clean. So this propelled it. Had I known what it was going to propel into the next night, I would have thought differently about it, but I'm trying to focus on SummerSlam and in a vacuum, this was a good match and uh, it, it told a really nice story. Yeah, I really liked the match. I, I didn't love the ending. I got to say, an ending like this bums me out. I, I don't know how it would have hurt, you know, Randy, if if, if Drew went over clean. I, I, I feel like you could uh, do a lot of things the next night to get Randy's heat back. Well, he did go over clean. It was just, it was kind of a yeah, little Yeah, but it was like, that's the kind of finish you want at, like, British Bulldog Bret Hart. You don't want it for, like, a feud that involves, like, already like sending a few legends into the ICU. I, I also think the thing is, is a, a roll up like that. Like it just wasn't clean either. You know, like it didn't, those right. are big guys and like it moves yeah. like rolls never look great when they do it. it. It's just like, it's more of a smaller guy thing. I don't know. You don't expect that from a big man, a roll up. And maybe that's part of it. Oh my God. You didn't expect it. Yeah. I guess that is, you know, but. Well, yeah. Wasn't that the tagline for SummerSlam? Like you yeah. see it coming or something. Yeah, I don't they think they were talking about that though. I think. <laughs> they brought that up a few times. Uh, I think they, we told you you'd, we'd, you'd never see it coming. We're uh, going to backslide into the rest of summer. <laughs> uh, the main event, WWE Universal Championship, Falls Count Anywhere match. Ron Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. I give it seven stars. No, uh, it was, uh, you know, look, uh, nobody's really going to remember this match. They're going to remember the angle at the end. And I thought they did a great job with Roman's return. That's what I thought about the match. The match is hard. I mean, it's hard to get through these matches, man. It's like, I'd rather them do less and just, like, sell more or just, like, do the stuff – you know, like, just, you don't have to do, you know, uh, like, like 20 power moves. Do three. Yeah, and then end it. Just end it. Whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, Roman looked amazing. Plus, uh, you got the feud uh, with the, uh, the Instagram feud or Twitter feud between Randy Orton and Roman later in the night over Roman's new uh, Hollywood teeth. Uh, but it was, uh, it was awesome, man. It was great to see Roman back. And, and immediately uh, he makes – that match better, that feud better, and that brand better. What do you think, Scott? A million percent. Uh, I was very happy to see him. I thought he looked awesome. And I genuinely didn't see it coming. Uh, Dan texted me maybe like an hour before SummerSlam and was like, oh, maybe it's just Reigns coming back. And I didn't think too much about it. And when it happened, I was like, oh, hell yes. Uh, yeah. Finally something – not for me to care about, but for somebody who cares to care about, you know, like, cause I feel like nobody's caring about what's going on on that brand specifically right now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's there. What does it mean for the fiend? I mean, is the fiend going to have a psychological, I mean, you know, is Roman's first feud back going to be like a psychological warfare thing for the next two oh, months. Man. Cause no, wants to see that, you know, your God, I you want to really, see, you know, you, you know, what, what did his shirt say? It was like, guy, uh, really, you, you want to see, I'm sorry. You got a hot shot. This, you want to see Roman go over on Sunday. Well, no. Oh yeah. You want to see him go over, but then you, you don't want to see him in the type of feuds the fiend has even his shirts. What did his shirt say? Like wreck everything and leave or something. It's like everyone and leave. Yeah. 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 You, you want to see him do things like that. 
I don't want to see him holding his head, you know, like, no, get out of there. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that at all. I don't want to see him wake up in a weird room. <laughs> I don't want any of that shit. I want him to be crushing people. <laughs> it's like the shield, but it's him as Dean. Oh, no. He's all three members? What? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. They'd give Seth a cameo, but it would it be like old Seth. The whole time. <laughs> I, I, I think the thing I hate the most about this, and there's a lot that I didn't like about this, but that they wasted two, three months of storyline on this to build up to this crescendo. We sat through the, uh, the swamp fight. We sat through the Twin Peaks bullshit. Only to then for them to be like, oh, good, Roman's back. We can chuck all this nonsense out the window. Uh, Alexa Bliss, bless her heart, tweeted immediately after the emoji of like the shrugging hands. Like, I don't fucking know. This was not. This was not how any of this was supposed to go. And then they were like, well, we're just going to completely change in the middle. It's like watching Blazing Saddles, and they fight over into like the big lavish production number. And you're yeah. like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it was you. You wasted weeks and weeks of television to get to this. When Braun grabbed the box cutter, I figured that was just for the Saudi audience to get the pop from them, which was great. Then they cut the ring open. Then they have the Fiend win the title, only for this to happen. It was, it was very strange uh, on that end. The, the, him doing Sister Abigail, they just they look like they're like slow dancing. It is. If we never see it again, it'll be too soon. Um, I, Bray really, he's very entertaining, but he is death. And I remember back the Bray Wyatt Roman Reigns feud years ago where they like cut out pictures of Roman's kid from the commercial and pasted it on the walls. They were doing like the tea party. I no, just I hope, get it done on Sunday, do the draft on Monday, and move these guys away. I agree. Yeah. Well, let it be done. You got to, you just got to, you just got to cut bait. Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin for the next three months. Oh, Jesus Christ. Zach, did you like the show? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I really like the uh, like the Drew McIntyre match a lot. I did. I like the Asuka series. And I I personally really loved Roman Reigns coming back. I, I thought that was uh, – Yeah, I liked it too. I liked it I too. I thought it was the perfect crescendo to a terrible storyline where we get to go, yeah, this is going to be good now, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> – that's exactly what I felt. I, I, I felt the same. I was just like, oh, cool. Like, Roman just – Roman saved us from this storyline. Exactly. I figured Roman coming back meant COVID was cured, and I got very excited. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, number uh, – all right, we're, we're, we got through it, guys. Number two, the Thunderdome, the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is another name uh, for the WWE Universe. Look, I, I'm going to say, like – it's the ratings have gone up it's way more watchable and the crazy awful shit that the fans posted on monday night like as fucked up as it is i'm like pretty funny <laughs> watching too you know like i feel like now people are gonna like watch like the the freak show element of it yeah well like, i mean obviously gonna they're, gonna, they're gonna tighten uh all of that, right? They're probably going to be asking for like credit card information and like ways to to hold somebody accountable. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is you're supposed to just pay an audience like that. You do yeah. in sitcoms, you do in a, any other in, a, in any other type of show. That that's what happens if you don't you don't pay. 
I brought it up last week and I was like, well, what are they going to do about that? That was my question was, I know these things could happen. So I wonder how they're going to make sure it doesn't. Cause I assumed they were going to make sure it doesn't. Well, and, we were just nervous about dicks. <laughs> that was, that was a, a more innocent time. We didn't think clan costumes and Chris Benoit pictures were going to yeah. start popping up. Did you uh, see the beginning? It was like the beginning of a beheading video. No. Oh, I got to send it to you. It's literally, I guess it's like an old video that people know about because nobody, nobody was like somebody call the cops now. Um, so I guess it's like a famous beheading video, but they were like, yeah, check it out. And it's like the beginning of a beheading video. And then they cut it off. Not the head. They cut off the, the, that angle, the feed. <laughs> Here's the biggest thing that surprised me from this. I thought for sure, because we talked about, I made the joke last week, they were going to pull their dicks at him, whatever. I assumed that they were going to stuff the audience with nothing but plants. Uh, having worked there, there are hundreds of WWE employees who work there who are not just the, the guys working in the back in, in creative or production. There's an entire you know Titan Tower office building filled with people. There's an entire production studio filled with people. You could have just staffed all of them into those several rows, whether it was them or their wives or their husbands or their kids or something, and just have it be plants of people you trust until the audience is conditioned. The fact that they just let these fucking animals run wild on a screen from day one, like, you know, I mean, how did you not see this happening? But what's interesting is I didn't hear any reports of it happening at SmackDown. Yeah. And then Raw, it's like... Well, oh. no, no. On SmackDown, there was the guy who held up the sign that said, Fire Velveteen Dream. Okay, okay, okay. And Well, that yes. was one, like, yeah. But that's, like, the thing we expected, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Part. You know, like, there was, like, an MJF 2020 sign. It's like, okay. Yeah, like, well, we, we expect that. Like, I did not expect to see the haunting eyes of Chris Benoit. Like, the, the picture that whoever picked, whatever picture that that dude picked, I'm like, oh, my God, bro. Like, you knew what would be the most horrifying thing. But moral of the story is, don't do that. Just keep the guy that always wears the neon green shirt sitting front row, and we'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Guys, Chris Benoit lives in our hearts, not on our television screens anymore, okay? <laughs> also, the, the other part of Thunderdome that was weird, it was great that Pyro came back, but it was weird that everyone got Pyro. It was like Nitro in, like, 99. Literally every entrance, somebody had pyro now. I was like, all right. They've got to blow their quarterly pyro. I am, in, I am interested because, again, this is all so brand new, to see, like, what they pull back on and what they think is working and how they're probably going to end up being wrong about it. It's all so exciting. Dude, if, I, bet you, I really hope a couple months ago they're like, all right, Ben, you can either have the pyro or just go through the releases as planned. <laughs> it's like... Oh, I gotta have the pyro. <laughs> Come on, I don't want to be depressing. It looks so much better though. It, 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 I was able to watch it, and I, I enjoyed like. Maybe that's why I liked SummerSlam the way I did. I was like, oh, wrestling, finally. It, it really right. yeah, wasn't. That's, I think that's, that weird to me. That's yeah, yeah, for sure. Number three, what was what was more awkward this week? Vince McMahon not selling for The Fiend or The Miz on SmackDown Live? <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Okay. Because I feel like it, if you say one, you lose. I don't know. But okay. I'm going to go with, I think uh, Vince, the Vince thing was actually worse. Because I think The Miz, uh, 
is he just doesn't get it. And if explained to, eventually he would get it. I, I don't think he realized what kind of argument he was getting himself into. And some guys think like that until it's really explained to them. And there was moments in that where I saw he was understanding what was being said. Like there was moments where he felt stumped, which means he felt like he was wrong. Um, Vince, it's a storyline and you should know better. Why the fuck are you puffing your chest to the fiend? <laughs> you know what it looked like? It looked like when like your dad just catches you doing some really lame fucking shit that you think is cool. That's what yeah. It it felt like my dad walked in on me wearing a fiend costume. Yeah, like I was on my way to the high school play that I practiced four months for, <laughs> and I was all dressed up for it, and everybody was going, and I assumed he was going, but then he's in his pajamas, and I'm like, hey, but the play, and you know, and then he puffs his chest and goes, yeah, like I'm going to a play. It's kind of like that, right? <laughs> I, think, I think this was the first time Vince had seen the fiend, <laughs> and immediately it was like, I got to fucking call Roman. I don't care. We will spray down the entire building and transport him <laughs> in a bubble. Uh, I am not selling for this fucking clown in a slipknot mask. This is stupid. <laughs> and fin- then part of me was just like, oh, Vince doesn't even know he's doing it. Vince doesn't realize this. And this is what Vince does to everybody who approaches him. He sizes them up. Let me see. Is my chest bigger? How intimidating am I? You know, like he really measures every man who approaches him. Your dad's IRS. Fuck you. <laughs> it felt, or he was just like having a, a senior moment where he's like, Linda, I'm trying to do a segment, you know? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a major fail on his part. I thought like, dude, you're 75 years old. I mean, part of the reason you're not on TV is because you know you're old and you know you look the way you look. So why are you not acting old? Be afraid of a guy. Yeah, act like an old man. Like when he got headbutted by Kevin Owens that one time, yeah, oh, and but that's so the thing. You can act like an old man and still like take a bump. Yeah, for so sure. Do that. Don't don't act. It, it's it's like some Clint Eastwood shit, man. And I get it. I get it. Old guys want to feel yeah. tough. But well, uh, the difference is like at the end of SmackDown Live segment, you're like, oh, there's still hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right, maybe some progress will come from this. <laughs> um, number four. Do you uh, do you think Keith Lee got buried? I think here's the thing. If you would have told everybody a week ago, Keith Lee is going to debut on Raw in a promo against Randy Orton. Then he's going to have a match with Randy Orton. Then he's going to headline the next pay-per-view against Randy Orton. People are going to be like, this is incredible. Wrestling fans are so happy. We're getting what we've asked for for months. Instead, all they want to talk about is, well, he changed his music and look at how you know his new gear looks dumb. Like th- This is why wrestling fans outside of dressing like Klansmen sometimes get a shitty reputation because you just can't be fucking happy with what you get and understand the other stuff will sort itself out. Yeah. It's like when you go get somebody food and then you come back and they're like, no ketchup packets. And you're like, Oh no, sorry. And then they look at you like you're supposed to go now and get the ketchup packets. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I get, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the Keith Lee theme song, but I, I get why people are like, couldn't you not have cheaped out on this shit? But more than more than the theme song. I mean, look, I get it. You like the theme song. A, a big thing with theme songs is the first time I hear every theme song, I hate it for the most part. Besides like Shinsuke's, 
I always, my ears just have to adjust. I could hear the best album ever and I don't like it until the second time I listen to it. My ears just have to adjust to new noises. Um, but the real issue is the fact that they changed his outfit because there's literally nothing wrong with his outfit. I mean, especially the music situation is like, now apparently they don't work with that person. The guy's asking too much. It makes sense. It just makes sense. Uh, the outfit is Vince being like, no, you're fat. Otherwise, what is it? And, and that's why it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's what we should be complaining about. He's wearing like a kilt and a, uh, and, and a shirt. Good. Because you know what? Here's, no, no, here's the thing. We all know Keith Lee looks legitimately tough. Nobody has looked at him and been like, oh, this is a fat guy. I'm not going to take him seriously, except for Vince. And if that's the one thing that was holding Vince back from pushing Keith Lee and putting a fucking shirt on him is going to ensure that Keith Lee gets over, I'm fine with it. Because I can guarantee in, in the recesses of Vince's mind, which is a scary place to go to, he's going to see Keith Lee and he's like, well, we already have Samoa Joe the audience is going to be confused and they're going to think we have nothing but fat guys. And I can almost guarantee this was the conversation. And then Kevin Dunn would have been like, you're right, Vince, that's exactly right. And that's why they put the fucking like shirt on him. And fucking Hannibal. It pretty much is. I feel like he hasn't gotten his face bitten off. I think that the, the music doesn't bother me because Keith Lee is not the Sandman. The Sandman was 90%. You needed the Metallica song in the entrance. All right. Keith Lee doesn't have his music. Who cares? You'll, you'll move on from it. Yes, he's wearing the shirt. And even Keith Lee tweeted out after. He's like, relax. We'll work through this. If I it's going to get him on TV and it's going to put him in a prominent role, let him do it. Yeah. I, I, he, he responded to both, to, to both complaints like so perfectly, which was just like, let me handle this. <laughs> time and and because now autom automatically you're rooting for him like, it's like it's because still, it's like dealing with your drunk wife at a restaurant like <laughs> i've got this don't worry well please please the cops don't have to come we're leaving <laughs> she's leaving <laughs> she's leaving. it's just well because you know it it makes you immediate i mean we're already rooting for him but now he's saying this thing where it's like don't worry guys i'm going to take care of this and so no matter what his storyline is, there's already this storyline backstage of Keith Lee is fighting for us. And if in a month he comes out with no shirt, it's because he fought for it and he gained the trust of them. And, and, and in time, he did do something that impressed those guys. And it's going to make us go, holy shit, this rules. This guy's amazing. He won Vince over. What's more concerning is Keith Lee's promo and Drew McIntyre's promo on Raw were heel promos from the baby faces and they just felt off. I, uh, I think I agree. I agree. That, that was another issue. It, it, it fell flat. The, it wasn't just ever what everyone else is not acknowledging is it, it was kind of blame. Yeah. Yeah. I think drew going out there and being boastful of being like, oh, I, I beat Randy Orton. I'm the best wrestler ever. Cause you know, he won the greatest wrestling match ever and I beat him. And then it's kind of like, okay, you kind of sound like a dick. And then you turn your back to the, to the entrance where you know Randy Orton, that's the one thing he does. So you looked stupid. And then Keith Lee comes out there later. Drew, that got Drew over. Sorry, what was that, Dan? I, you no, cut I out mean, on that's exactly what, what Brock did to Drew to get Drew over. Like Brock yeah. turned back on him like when he was backing up on the ramp and then got flattened. I think there was that. And then Keith Lee comes out and he's just like, you've wrestled everyone, but I'm limitless. And Orton looks so fucking bored. 
listening to that promo. Like, or Randy Orton was the baby face of Raw. He's like, all right, Drew, you want to condescend me? I'm going to fucking kick your head off. Well, then, you know, you want to talk shit to me, Keith? I'm going to fight you tonight. I'm not going to back away like a coward. And I, and I think that's what we're going to see. We, we've all loved Orton these last, I mean, this year is Orton's year, right? We right, think he's 100%. the shit. He's literally the only reason to like truly go out of your way. Like he is a go out of your way and check this out person. There's no one else like that. But the reason we were booing him or wanting to see him lose was because he was like murdering old men. If you just put him in situations where it's like, no, screw you, everybody's going to tr- choose Randy Orton every time. Everybody because, Randy. Everybody yeah, because all he's got to do is smirk. We know his opinion of everything. If we think something sucks, we know he's sitting there thinking it sucks because he lets us know on Twitter. So <laughs> we're going to root for him. Like you, you need to line people up for him to fuck with. Like, unfortunately – he set us up in a situation where like his feuds for the rest of the year have to like, he's got to show up at every guy's house and watch their kids sleep. Like he's got to be a psycho <laughs> for us to hate him. It, it's, but that, but that's what happens when you're that good. Yeah. It sucks. But every time that's there's not a time where it didn't happen. The audience's heart. Well, I mean, who, who have, who's a heel that was so good at it? Um, I mean, MJF, but we kept hating him the whole time. JBL? Yeah, JBL. But yeah. I'm also not like, I'm not, I, I, I was never like, hey, check out this awesome thing JBL did. You know, I was never like JBL rules. No. But he was a great heel. He was a great heel. And I did hate his guts. Number whole- five. Is Demi the most nothing character of all time? Yes. I didn't know I didn't you were either. talking about it first when you sent this out. And then I was like, oh, it's the girl from The Bachelor who just who is keeps a character up. now on the show. Like, my wife, the reason that I, I, I put this on the 10 count is my wife walked in on me watching this and she's like, who's that? And I'm like, it's Demi or Demi. And she's like, yeah, well, what does she do? And I'm like, I don't know. She's just there. And my wife like lost it, like just laughing. Where I was like, I was like, that's it. I have nothing. I have no idea why she's here, what she's doing, who gave her like a security pass to come backstage. I mean, it's obvious that she's in charge of retribution. Like she is. (laughs) They're gonna start beating people up and leaving roses on them, and then you're gonna be like, oh. (laughs) Well, The Bachelor is like ratings gold, right? I mean, that's probably one of the only things that does well still on TV. Yeah, who's that, gonna that's who's that's gonna be it's like? Not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to have her on at all. It's, it's a bad idea to have her on because they don't really explain who she is, and no one that watches The Bachelor is gonna be like, "Oh, I have to make sure I tune into Raw for the thirty seconds where that one girl who was a contestant is is there." This is like when we watched the TNA stuff, and they had the girl from Survivor who oh, became right. a, a character. At <laughs> least that one was the winner of Survivor. This one was. I, she was on a season of The Bachelor. I don't think she was The Bachelorette, but no. I, I, this is just for like someone if their wife walks in and they're like, and she's like, oh, I remember her. How much? Okay, ready? Raw Underground is going to last two more weeks, and then we're just going to get Raw Bachelor. And and starting at the ten o'clock hour, <laughs> it's just people. Com- it's just people competing for her love backstage. <laughs> I I mean, look, it it can't be any worse than her leaving with with a fucking Evar and a turkey leg, right? It is going to get worse because this is what's actually going to happen. Renee Young left. She's blonde. She's pretty. He's going to say, she's Renee now, and it's going to bomb. 
<laughs> no, no, you, you're not. You're not thinking big picture here because between Ivar and Garza and uh, and Dawkins, she's going to wind up pregnant, and there's going to be a paternity test on a poll when they're going to reveal who the father oh. is, and it's going to be, be fucking ratings gold. It's going to yeah, be you Vince, get the by bachelor. The way. You get the bachelor group there, and if she's willing to do the bachelor, she's probably willing to get actually pregnant too. Is that wrong to say? <laughs> No, dude, if, if things keep going the way they're going in society, it's all going to be like this sort of post-apocalyptic Mad Max type challenge. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know? <laughs> Whose right. sperm do I get to use for my baby? It's going to be shows like that. It's going to be fun. Number six. Are you more excited about Aleister Black now that he's a heel? Unfortunately, no, man. I want to say yes, dude. I fuck with Aleister Black. I love Aleister Black. I think he's awesome. I think the problem is a character like this, like brooding, um, often comes off like boring and quiet. And like, you know, like that thing comes off like you don't know how to talk. Uh, and it's like a really, I, I, rarely does that work. And it didn't really work for me here. This made me miss Kevin Owens as a heel so much. Yes. And Thank you. It would have been great the other way around where Owens brings Black out and he's just kind of taunting him with the eye and Black doesn't say anything and just kicks his fucking head off. That's the kind of babyface Aleister Black should be. Instead, we're going to get... He's not the face anymore. No, we're going to get these very long, boring promos about, you know, the spirit wolf and all this other bullshit. And it's going to be unwatchable and they're going to forget about him again for another couple months what what's what's a big bummer is we heard this was happening you know they said vince was going to change uh his character and i was interested uh this isn't necessarily a character though it's just like he started shopping at another store <laughs> yeah just uh i don't know man i just i miss kevin owens as a heel He's so good. Um, number seven. Can we officially change X-Pac heat to Nia Jax heat? Um, I know we don't have an audience to test this, but dear God, she is fucking death on camera. Like, uh, you know, like X-Pac was great in the ring. It was just a short period of time. Like Sean Walton wanted to be a great wrestler. Why does he have that moniker? When like literally every segment with Nia Jax, I'm like, what? Why? This is like not working in a spectacular way. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, performance art in how bad it is. <laughs> it it feels like she's like a threat, like like she's like a hired something that keeps the women in that company uneasy. Oh my God, we might have to face her. Hey, let's be good, or we might have to do something with her. Like it, it's, man, it's just such an absolute bummer. Uh, with that said, I never understood X-Pac Heat because I always liked X-Pac. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, but Scott, if you would have watched every week of the Monday Night Wars and X-Pac, he was just, he was on a lot. And it was, he, was. And he used to be, a, he used to be a lot. Uh, Nia Jax Heat would, would escalate global warming at this point. It's so fucking brutal. <laughs> and I feel terrible that they sucked Shayna Baszler into this ridiculous storyline where like, hey, guess what? Now you're a tag team because they're just redoing the bar storyline because they don't have anything better to do. Nia not wrestling and being suspended was the best storyline she's ever been a part of. <laughs> I mean, like, I get it. She's like, she's agile, you know, like, 
I don't know. But she's no, risky. No. She's got a jellyfish on her head. It's just it needs to stop. She cool. she injures people. She's got no charisma. It's yeah, brutal. It's Dude, if it if it was rumors of her being a little rough, I I would not care. Uh this is like legitimate injuries consistently, constant fuck ups. I don't I don't ever want to see anybody get fired and I don't want to see her get fired. I I I think she should be doing like the the be a star stuff and all these great things. And I know that, you know, Oh, she wants to be a pro wrestler. Oh, or be, a well, then, man. be like a fucking, you know, Kevin Nash or something. I wouldn't even trust her to throw the punch. I, no. Cause she'll throw someone to the stairs and, and break them again. <laughs> yeah. Number eight, NXT, uh, Wade Barrett on commentary and Gary Cross is no longer your NXT champion. What do you guys think of the show? I uh, liked the show. Yeah, I liked it. I, li- I liked it a lot. I, I loved Wade Barrett there. Um, as, as, as a mark, I would like to see him other places, you know? Um, right. But he's there, and that's cool. I, I hope he wrestles again. I, that's an option, right? He doesn't have any issues with his head or anything like that. I think so. So I hope that happens down the line, unless that's something he's actually not interested in. But I haven't read that anywhere. Um, Probably have him in a match at some point. And and the Karrion Cross thing—it's like it's super unfortunate. And I do know that you know it's unpredictable. Um, I never like a segment like that because I hate that it happened in the first place. Um, Yeah. But for some reason, I didn't like this because it was also so out of character of him to do it the way he did it. I thought it um, could have been a little spookier. Robert? You wanted to see, like, the haunted x-ray of his shoulder? I I mean, something like that. I thought his promo – I actually really liked his promo. It was the most human promo he's delivered, but there was an intensity to it. It was was the standard, we need to get over the uncomfortable, like – Hey, I have to relinquish this. I'll be back. WWE made or NXT made the the most of a bad situation by setting up the the four way for for next Tuesday, which they built throughout the show. Uh, Barrett being on commentary was great. He he added a lot of credibility when he would talk about guys like uh, you know Fandango, and he's like, hey, he's been around here a long time. I've wrestled him. He's great. The way he put over Tommaso Ciampa, where he's like, I've never been in the building with him but I feel like I have because he's that much of a presence. The interesting thing for Barrett would be if they keep him around on commentary, eventually pulling him into something with the fiend to fuck with the Nexus stuff might be kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe every, really, I mean, nobody leaves a fiend feud that strong, but I don't know. Maybe he'll buck the trend. Yeah. I, my thing at carrying cross is like, I, I like him, but it does feel like, it almost he almost feels like he's almost so WWE. He's so much of what WWE wants that at times I'm like, all right, buddy, just tone it down a little bit. Well, well, well like what's the, wild is like you know I wasn't all the goths like that like Triple H like Motorhead sort of like shit, and then like the cool hot chick evil valet. You know, it's like like it's like the cover of a fucking Iron Man album, and it's awesome, but it's. It, there's a there's a part of it too that I want the gimmick to be a little more authentic, I guess. Yeah, uh, and, and and in a weird way, I, I think this injury is actually going to make that happen. I think when he comes uh, back, uh, he's going to be so much better. Uh, I thought 
him being there the way he was was rushed a little originally and then i liked it enough you know but now that he does have time off uh, it's i i I think it's gonna make nxt uh it's gonna you know because you know guys like champa coming back like finn they weren't doing too much with him and it just gives other guys an opportunity um yeah, I mean, next week is good. Th- those guys that, like, define NXT, those smaller guys. So then when he does come back finally, hopefully there's a crowd there, and uh, it's going to be to the moon. And he should murder on arrival and win the title right away. Yeah, Robert, who do you put the belt on next week? Uh, I mean, you could – I think definitely not Adam Cole. No. Because I think that – I think they need – they're going to set up some sort of a, a babyface situation with him. I think – Put it, put it on Champa. Champa looked like a killer on in his return. I, I think run with they were already planning on setting Karrion Cross up as the top heel. Just plug Champa into that into that slot right now because he's got the story of here's why I'm a motivated sociopath. Look what Karrion Cross did to me. He reminded me of who I really am. And now you're all in big trouble. That is a great point where they don't have – whatever their plans were with Karrion, they wouldn't have to change them that much if it's a Champa heel. But for some reason, like I'm almost willing to bet money that it's going to be Balor. I don't know why. It's like you're not expecting it. He's technically the biggest star out of all of them. And and then – And he's a heel. Yeah, and then all of a sudden – it's like, he dude, all, all yeah. of a sudden it's like Balor's on top and it's legitimate and – uh well, what he if can he pull it off. We've seen start. him pull things off. It's just I feel like so often what he's doing doesn't matter, and I think this could matter. And yeah, I'm I'm calling Balor. I feel like Balor eventually, like Undisputed Era, has, has got to turn on Adam Cole to make him a babyface. Hey, this is how you do it. Undisputed Era turns on Adam Cole to join Balor, and now you have this yeah. like this weird you know, bullet club, you don't call it that, you know, and they had Balor club already, but you have something with them that looks like that. Um, and you have Adam Cole dealing with that guy. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. The undisputed club. Yeah. The undisputed club, man. Higher I think t-shirt hot topic. <laughs> I think the true highlight of NXT by far was Damian priest backstage wearing a Marilyn Monroe t-shirt drinking straight out of the champagne bottle one week later, they are trying so hard to make us fucking hate this guy, or at least just me. I don't know. I think they're they're working hard to make sure that like I just I don't need to see him on TV ever again. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun if you go everything he's saying is not true and he's an actual loser and he's just lying to everybody about it. And it's funny. He just reminds me of like a Jim Morrison impersonator who like showed up late to a gig. Like that's his entire vibe. Yeah. Number nine, let's check in with Scott's New Japan Corner. Scotty. Oh, hello. Welcome back to the New Japan Corner, guys. Uh, man, I'm so excited. This Saturday is uh, Summer Struggle. It's at a baseball stadium. Uh, we will not be discussing it on the Patreon. My Summer <laughs> Struggle is not going in the pool with a shirt have, on. Right? Have no fear. You mean the cat skills. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, it's at 4 a.m. if anybody's interested. The main event is Naito. <laughs> um, he's going to try to win those titles back from evil. We all know how cool that was. Dick Togo showed up. He's still there. He'll be there. You're going <laughs> to want to see that. I actually think Naito's going to win. I just have this feeling he's going to win. Um, gonna course correct. Yeah, I, th- I think it might have just been kind of the plan uh, where they want people showing up and feeling like we're back, you know? 
and now Naito's back, and it's like kind of evil represented the weirdness of what was going on. Um, some other matches. Let's read these matches for you. Also, by the way, it's stacked, and it's not like it's not clunky, which I which I love. Um, well, now Scott, I have an important question here. Is there a great stipulation match scheduled for this, like a two count or a four count match? Of course, there's the final. There's the final. There's the final of the KOPW 2020, right? Which, by the way, so there was a show uh, two days ago, and Okada was in the main event. So it was bullshit. You know, it's just they lead up to here. Nothing really happens. But Okada gives a little speech at the end because he was in the last match. And um, if, if, if you look at the subtitles, the translations, you can tell that it's not working over there either, this whole K, uh, KOPW thing. And he even said, he, after the match, he's like, this championship, th- this trophy is the fans. And so please talk to me about it. Like, he's literally like, like it was very like, help me out here. What do we do? This sucks. <laughs> and so the match, the final for the KOP, uh, KOPW tournament, that's is actually so get this guys because you know th- th- this this tournament was all about introducing new matches to new japan giving people things they never saw and you know there's the final four and so you're gonna have two guys facing each other for you know maybe a tlc match and those two other guys maybe a steel cage match no actually all four guys will be in the same match in get this these four guys they're going to be in a fatal four-way match. That's, That's it. what I voted for. Yeah, I voted that doesn't for happen. fatal four-way. It doesn't happen in New Japan. It's absolutely completely foreign to them. And so we are getting a fatal four-way match between Toriano, Desperado, Sonata, and Okada. Which is actually, dude, I am actually looking forward to it. I've, I've well, never seen a fatal four-way match. match in New Japan. Yeah. It's just, they don't, I mean, like, they're just not great at building a gimmick match. Yeah. Coming up with a gimmick. No, uh, no. Number well, 10. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think it's that. I just think it's like, New Japan is this company that you don't see fatal four ways. I remember there was a triple threat when Omega had the title, and it was Kenny versus Cody versus Ibushi, and people were mad about it because it was a triple threat, and they thought it was disrespectful to the title. And Tanahashi used that later on in the storyline when he feuded with Kenny for the title, saying, "How can you dishonor the title by?" you know, trying to have matches like triple threats and shit. So this is just like a thing over there. Like this is kind of, you know, this is, this is very uh, electric guitar, you know, Akata's letting his hair down right now. Anyway. Uh, and then you have a uh, Shingo Takagi versus Minoru Suzuki, which is great uh, for the never open weight. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Taiji Shimori for the junior heavyweight, which is unbelievable. Uh, and then again, the main event of Naito versus evil. It's all in a baseball stadium. There's going to be fans there. There's also going to be um, like that fake noise, you know, that, that, that. Uh, Thunderdome. Yeah. That, cl- you know, the clutter of noises, but I, I do like wrestling in a, in a baseball stadium. It reminds me of like old matches I've seen, you know? So tune into that. Oh, and the G1, uh, the G1 starts in like three weeks. Uh, September 19th is the oh, G1. Uh, and that's when it starts and it ends October 18th. So we get a month of, you know, some pretty amazing matches. Yeah. That's that. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, if they can't get the amount of people, I really hope they don't. I mean, I hope they don't have as many matches as they usually do. If they, you know, if the uh, immigration 
is too strict. I, I wonder. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, Maybe they have enough talent. Maybe, you know. Yeah, uh, but I would just love to see some of those, uh, some of the American guys over there. Oh, me too. Uh, number 10, payback predictions. Yes, a pay-per-view a week after another pay-per-view. Uh, Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship after their red-hot arm wrestling angle on Monday night. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Robert? Lashley, uh, hopefully this is where Cedric Alexander finally turns and joins them. I will keep making this prediction until it finally fucking happens. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think this is the this is the moment that this pushes forward in a real way. Um, and we're probably wrong. But yeah, I think Lashley wins and we actually get something from all of this in a, yeah, in, a, in an Alexander kind of way. Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, well, I don't. I know. I guess I'm going to go with Sasha and Bailey. I don't think that they're going to have that as many. Maybe I'm just doing. I'm just. I'm just picking things that I hope happen. But yeah, I'm going to go with Sasha and Bailey. But but isn't it a perfect opportunity for them to accidentally screw each other and further the storyline? Yeah, yeah, you know, it would be. It, it is, but I, I, I think... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I, I think they're going to put it on Shayna and Nia. The, the challenge with that now is when you are the women's tag champions, you appear on all shows, which means we could get Nia Jax three yeah. times a week yeah. going forward. Yeah. God, <laughs> Randy Orton. I think they're going to give it to Randy. I hope it's Keith, but I think they're going to give it to Randy. Yeah, I, was I think it'll be. Go ahead. I, I'm interested. I was going to say, I, I think that they'll, they, Keith Lee already lost his debut by disqualification. I don't think he can take a, a pin uh, a week after he lost to carrying cross clean. They'll, there ha- maybe there's some sort of non-finish where, Orton hits him with a chair or something, and then he's going to go for the punt, and then Edge comes back and saves him. I don't even – I don't fucking know. It's a weird, haphazard thing. I thought for sure they were going to go with Drew and Randy as the rematch. Or maybe this is where Retribution comes in. Yeah, I actually I, – I, I think we thought SummerSlam was going to be the Retribution payoff, um, you know, but then Roman uh, changed that. I, I think this is when it happens – and I think we're going to get, like, a triple threat with these guys. What are they because... saying? Dominic Dijakovic and Mia Yim? Those are the two people? Yeah, I actually saw a picture where someone was like, I think I know, and he kind of labeled all of them. You never know. I think, I think Dominic is definitely uh, the, 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 that, that bigger guy. But that and... could just be because they were using him as an extra that week and that they have no intention of paying it off because they've used just random guys in the back as members of Retribution. Well, and that's what was so annoying about this was this was clearly uh, not any of the people they have previously used. Uh, and that made me go, oh, okay, these are the real ones. But, yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe next week they'll all be short again or I don't know. But I, I, I think this is uh, going to be a funky finish. But I think it's going to be a, a very good match. I think we're all going to be blown away by it. I, I hope so, man. I mean, they're both fucking great. Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns Universal Championship. 
I hope it's Roman, and I think it's going to be Roman. I really do. I think that Vince isn't going to be able to help himself, and he's going to be like, look at that beautiful bastard, and he's going to throw the fucking title on him. And I'm, I'm pumped. Robert? I think uh, I think SmackDown, uh, I think Fox is on the phone right now saying, if you don't put the title on Roman Reigns, we're, we're avoiding the billion-dollar check we Absolutely. gave you. Uh, they, they need to get Braun Strowman as far away from the main event title scene as possible. They need to get the title off of Bray Wyatt. We, we talked about it before when we talked about the, the going into the Braun Strowman match that, all right, if Bray Wyatt wins the title, he doesn't have anybody to feud with. Get the title off of him. Let Roman be world champion. He can feud with Sheamus and his new suspenders or, or okay. uh, do, deal with the, the, the draft and bring somebody over for him to feud with. But uh, I think it's, it's got to be Roman. Yeah, I think it's Roman, and I think The Fiend goes to Raw. Um, I know Fox really wanted The Fiend. Uh, that was before The Fiend, you know, showed what he is. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it suits Raw better. It's a I think, great character. It's done really well. It's, you know, no, none of it's working. And, and I'll even add to this, because I know I shit on him all the time. Just to shit on him even extra. Um, he... Personally, the, the guy is being lazy. Each week he comes out a little heavier, um, and that is absolutely undeniable. So why am I even cheering for a guy who's like, he's giving up? Maybe his pants are just getting smaller. Have you ever thought of that? Ah. Well, right. Remember, he did eat John Cena, so I feel like he's got to be expanding. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. I really hope we get a Jaws 3 angle where that's Cena's return. He just comes out of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> no i think wyatt i think th here's the feud that's gonna work for the fiend uh current aj like what aj's doing right now um because it's gonna come off like aj has always believed in this type of stuff anyway like aj <laughs> seems like the kind of guy who's like already expecting a ghost to be in the room you know <laughs> oh hey man hey man come on man and, and, I mean, you know, and then you have Abyss there, and, uh, and, and maybe he could help AJ. I don't know. I just think if you want to make this fun, make it fucking fun, because it ain't fun right now. I think we're thinking too small, guys. I think this is where Otis cashes in, and then we get the Otis-Bray Wyatt feud we've been, we've been chomping at for the, the ultimate fat guy feud. I, I actually would like that a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, what does he do? Like, what is he like? He's like, your childhood torment. And, oh, that's what it is. It's like, I'm going to reveal to you all the torment. I'm going to make you remember all the things. Look at this sandwich. Look at this kid making fun of you. But then it's like, it starts sinking in with all of why. It's like, wait, we have the same memories. We live the same life. And then the fiend starts going crazy. That's a good idea. Just a fat shame angle. <laughs> Number 10. Uh, pay, we, will we finish that? Pay, edit that yeah. out. <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad, guys. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, time is relative. That, uh, that ends the episode. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give us five stars. Um, as far as me, you can see me. I'm, I'm on Saturday at noon Eastern time. I'm going to be interviewing uh, Doc Gallows for ad-free shows. You can find that online. Uh, Scott, what do you got? Um, listen to my other podcast, Garbage Days, that drops every Tuesday um buy our t-shirts at pro wrestling tees obviously follow us on twitter at total f and marks 
And uh, yeah, stay safe, everybody. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at wwcreative underscore ish. And uh, if you haven't subscribed to the uh, the Patreon yet, do it. We're going to be covering payback this Sunday. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. I think the the SummerSlam or the the NXT Takeover show we did this past Sunday was one of the best shows we've done. So it's definitely worth going out of your way to go check that out. And uh, thanks for listening. So much fun, Zach. Wash your hands. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> you.